1: in his justly famous introduction to the 18th brumaire of louis bonaparte 1855, the more polished sequel to his earlier series of articles called The Class Struggles in France 1848 to 1850 on the defeat of the June 1848 uprising and the ascent of a bourgeois constitutional monarchy in France. Karl Marx, having made his famous observation on the way historical feats and characters uh, always tend to appear twice, the first time as tragedy, the second as farce. Karl Marx reflects on the different temporalities of bourgeois revolutions, which, like the French Revolution of 1789, draw on the archive of traditions, Greek or Roman, for instance, to usher in their new time, and proletarian revolutions which have no such tradition to draw upon and must instead learn from themselves constantly on and remaking their achievements. The social revolution of the 19th century, says Marx, cannot take its poetry from the past but only from the future. It cannot begin with itself before it has stripped away all superstition about the past. The former revolutions required recollections of past world history in order to smother their own content. The revolution of the 19th century must let the dead bury its dead in order to arrive at its own content. Bourgeois revolutions like those of the 18th century storm more tr- swiftly from success to success. Their dramatic effects outdo each other. Men and things seem set in sparkling diamonds. Ecstasy is the order of the day, but they are short lived. Soon they have reached their zenith and yammer, Cats whinge takes hold of society before it learns to assimilate the results of its storm and stress period soberly. On the other hand, proletarian revolutions like those of the 19th century, constantly criticize themselves, constantly interrupt themselves in their own course, return to the apparently accomplished in order to begin anew. They derived with cruel thoroughness The half-measures, weaknesses and paltriness of their first attempt seem to throw down their opponents only so the latter may draw new strength from the earth and rise before them again more gigantic than ever, recoil constantly from the indefinite colossalness of their own goals until a situation is created which makes all turning back impossible. And the conditions call themselves out. Hic rodus, hic salta, here is the rose, here dance. That was a quote from Marx from the 18th Primaire. Uh, The Portuguese revolution of 1974, of course, was heralded not by roses, but by red carnations, the seasonal flowers that crowds in the streets of Lisbon would uh, stick into the barrels of the insurgent army's rifles on April the 25th, 1974. But the vortex of socio-political activisms and of feverish mobilizations this revolution unleashed in a country uh, that had been paralyzed for decades under the iron grip of the Salazar dictatorship, similarly inspired a series of case studies of revolutionary dynamics in the making, such as Robert Kramer's and Phil Spinelli's uh, deliberately Marxian titled Scenes from the Class Struggles in Portugal, 1977, and also Thomas Harlan's Toche Bella, 1975, the documentary that is also the subject of José Filipe Costa's 2012 film essay Linea Vermelia, Red Line, which, uh, like Marx in 1852, uh, asks again how a revolution can be revisited after its defeat. In this lecture, I'll merely try to sketch out the course of events and the main players which the two films will be discussing this week approach from very different angles. And we'll discuss more in class how we want to read the narrative of these two films as the story of a death foretold, to quote a title from García Márquez, or as the opening of a new and as yet incomplete chapter in Portuguese and indeed in world history.
2: We made this movie between 1975 and 1977, the two of us, both North Americans. Many things have changed in Portugal. This is one of the first postcards I saw there. The example of the overthrow of the popular unity government was fresh in people's minds. There was a chant in 1975. Portugal will not be the Chile of Europe.
1: The Portuguese Revolution lasted only 18 months, from the overthrow of the Marcelo Caetano government, the hand-picked successor of Salazar uh, on April 25, 1974, to the right-wing counter-revolutionary coup of November 25, 1975 that paved the way to a so-called socialist government. Well, actually foreclosing any possibility of the country moving towards a socialist form of self self-organization and uh, towards maintaining it within the Western bloc and its institutions uh, primarily NATO and secondly the European Union which the country would join along with Spain in 1986 yet I would suggest the current crisis the global pandemic when we are uh, just as uh, the director at the beginning of Kramer's film, uh, literally confined to our own rooms, but also, uh, in a sense, stuck in time stuck in a world, we know that is no longer viable, but which we somehow feel incapable to uh, transform or resist. This may be as good a moment as any for engaging with a revolution that can show us the potential unleashed when people realize they have no choice but to move. The revolution, as Van Lierop already said about the uh, Mozambican independence movement, about Frelimo, is not an event but a process. The radical opposite, perhaps, of the present moment of immobilization The revolution puts all things in flux so that people have no choice, whatever their position, but to act on the way things are on the move. Revolutionary Portugal, just as the independence struggles in Angola and Mozambique and Guinea-Bissau in the 1960s and 70s, became a rallying point for the international left uh, luminaries such as Jean-Paul Sartre, Michel Foucault, uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez, the uh, Brazilian filmmaker Glauber Rocha, and many others uh, visited the country. And one of these uh, with visitors was Robert Kramer, a radical American filmmaker who had uh, also already helped organize the newsreel uh, movement, which between 1967 and 1971, produced uh, 60 plus documentaries and shorts on political subjects, uh, as well as the fiction uh, feature length films, uh, mostly made with non professional actors, The Country 1967, The Edge 1968, and Ice 1969. Kramer before uh, visiting Portugal had already traveled to Vietnam in the early 70s to make a film called The People's War together with John Douglas um, released in 1969 a film that you can watch on Vimeo and later uh, Milestones 1975. Uh, Both films um, really a challenge to US audiences in deliberately adopting a Viet Cong viewpoint on uh, the war. In 1975, Kramer together with Philip Spinelli went to Portugal and their film scenes from the class struggles in Portugal uses both their own and archival newsreel footage they compiled and put together um, after going back to the US when the um, revolution had already been defeated
0: in 1975.
2: Phil and I were caught up in a whirlwind. We found every detail can be found again in another scene. The whole story is laden in each image, each face, each contradiction, same thing for this movie. April 25th, 1974, 48 years of fascism are ended in Portugal. Fascist laws, institutions, police no longer control. Who will take their place? Who will benefit from the change? What's possible now? Almost no destruction of property, stealing. I often heard working people say, don't take that, it belongs to the people. Sense of each other, a people. The relative peacefulness was incredible to us, North Americans, given the order of change underway. We can only film parts of this process, see parts of it. It really is scenes from Portugal. We were looking for ourselves in it, for clues to the future.
1: Indeed, already the 25th of April was as much a counter-revolutionary as a revolutionary event. Why? Let's look uh, at the chronology first of the uh, 25th of April. On, uh, at 1220, uh, a.m. in the morning, uh, the Radio Renascencia station broadcast uh, José Afonso's, the um, folk and, and fado singers' uh, song Grandula Vila Morena, uh, which was the agreed signal for the rebellious officers to launch the coup. None of these officers uh, held a rank above that of Captain Still in the early hours at 3 a.m., units move and take control of the state radio and TV, uh, the public broadcasting organization and the military headquarters at Lisbon and Porto. And at uh, 4.20 a.m. also succeed in occupying the Lisbon airport after a short delay because some of the troops have actually lost their way rebellious soldiers uh, at the same time occupied the Terreiro do Passo Lisbon's central square and attempts to launch a counterattack from sea uh, by loyalist uh, senior officers of the navy failed as their troops disobeyed orders and joined the rebel forces at 7:30 a.m. the MFA the movement of the armed forces command issues a statement proclaiming the overthrow of the government and ordering the population to stay indoors only after successive failed attempts to prevent people from taking to the streets at 10:30 the command recognizes people's involvement in the action after massive crowds have taken to the streets in all the major cities and have started um, uh, putting flowers into uh, the soldiers' rifles. Uh, In Lisbon at around 9.30, a huge crowd besieges the PIDE, the secret police headquarters, uh, threatening to storm the building. Fire is opened on the crowd from inside, leaving four people dead. actually the only uh, casualties uh, of that day before the MFA forces move in, forcing the surrender of the police. The prime minister, Marcelo Caetano, and the head of the armed forces, Américo Tomas, are placed under arrest at the Pontinia Barracks uh, and are later uh, banished to Funchal Uh, the capital city of the island of Madeira, before they're allowed to go into exile in Brazil, which was then under military dictatorship itself. A senior officer, the General Spinola, ex-governor of uh, Guinea-Bissau, and the author of a book called Portugal's Future from 1974, uh, a book which had Criticized uh, the dictatorship's insistence on colonial war and uh, had proposed instead to negotiate a confederative agreement with the former uh, colonies. General Spinola was invited by the MFA officers to head a junta of a national salvation government. The next day, April 26th, under pressure from the families assembled outside the political prisons at the towns of Cassius and Peniche, all prisoners were released on uh, that same morning, uh, but the junta orders those involved in armed resistance to return to their cells until further notice which most of these uh, prisoners actually voluntarily did, but uh, the government is forced to give in the very next day on April 27 and order the release of all prisoners. The same happens on April the 30th at the prison camp of Tarrafal at Cabo Verde, and on May the 1st at Mashava in Mozambique. The celebrations of Labor Day of May the 1st in Lisbon joins uh, 500,000 people at a uh, demonstration uh, equaling around 15% of the population. Just to imagine how massive that is. uh, It would be as if 65 million Americans would join a Labor Day march at Washington DC. The MFA quickly went on to purge the army and state apparatuses of Salazar supporters. Uh, 60 generals, 103 naval officers and 300 other officers, as well as 42 judges, 300 public officials and all university presidents and directors of academic institutions were forced into retirement. Uh, May 16th, the first provisional government was formed under uh, Prime Minister Palma Carlos, uh, and it included representatives of both the armed forces and the entire political spectrum from the popular Democrats, PPD, a right-wing party, to uh, the communist party, the PC on the left, Uh, the PS or Socialist Party in the center, as well as the CDE, the Democratic Electoral Commissions, which was a front of radical Catholic and independent leftist organizations. Elections were announced within a year on the anniversary of the uprising, uh, that is on uh, April 25, 1975.
0: Em cada esquina, um amigo em cada rosto igualdade, Grandola Vila Morena, terra da fraternidade, terra da fraternidade,
1: Grandola.
0: Vila Morena
1: So why then was the revolution right from the outset? Uh, and meshed with, why did it arise together with the counter-revolution that would bring it to the end? The coup came after a long decline of a regime that was no longer viable or sustainable, apart from the cost of uh, colonial war, which consumed 50% of the national uh, budget and left uh, 10,000 Portuguese soldiers dead Uh, Over one and a half million Portuguese, that is almost 20% of the entire population had emigrated to Western Europe and the United States between 1960 and 1973. Infant mortality, infectious diseases, illiteracy uh, and other indicators of uh, underdevelopment uh, were at rates uh, which in Europe were only matched by Turkey, Um, another, of course, country that was a net exporter of labor migrants at the time. For an enterprise taking advantage of the uh, ridiculously cheap costs of labor and the repression of trade unions in Portugal, set up low-wage assembly units, um, pretty much what uh, U.S. companies now do uh, south of the border in Mexico. Ford... Uh, General Motors, Philips, ITT, all uh, operated plants in Portugal. 52% of Portuguese manufacturing was foreign-owned at a time when transnational enterprises still were not the standard. So that's the context in which in September 1973, uh, 136 junior officers met um, at a meeting in the countryside disguised as a farmhouse barbecue to form the Movimento das Forças Armadas, the armed forces movement. By April 1974, already an additional 200 plus officers from all the three forces, uh, Army, Navy, Air Force had joined, uh, their goal being uh, vaguely defined as modernizing Portugal, ending its isolation from Western Europe. The main slogan, the only one in fact was Democracy, development, decolonization. So, uh, tellingly, the word socialism uh, does not appear at all in uh, the MFA uh, statements, and rather one can think that the coup was intended to prevent a popular insurrection against the ailing Salazar regime. How then did things escalate from this? top-down military coup to a bottom-up struggle for people's power and self-determination who were the actors of this process apart from the already mentioned political parties and how did they interact with uh, the parties and the army uh, and what were the main demands that were in play Kramer's and Spinelli's film identifies at least six sectors or agents of revolutionary uh, radicalization and there are probably many more. First and most importantly, there are the workers, the working class. On April the 29th, just a fortnight after the coup, uh, bank clerks start going on strike to protest against to stop the outflow of assets from uh, Portuguese banks by wealthy clients wanting to to get their funds out of the country as quick as possible. They demand the nationalization of uh, banks, but this strike also triggers a first wave of strikes as uh, office clerks, then construction workers, then transport workers, truckers, no? and shipbuilding workers all go on strike uh, more or less for the same demands. Um, the legalization of unions, a rise in wages, the sacking of Salazarist managers and of secret police informers. Many factories uh, that were under lockdown, that had been uh, abandoned by their foreign owners, are being occupied now by their workers who continue producing under collective administration. And interestingly, both the unions and the Communist Party are at first very hesitant. They try to contain the strike waves and argue for a more gradualist approach, giving priority to the consolidation of a leftist revolutionary front. Um, On the other hand, the independent leftist groups grow their support from these self-organizing workers who go on to form what they call the intersyndical council of workers' commissions uh, at occupied factories And surprisingly, they now also receive the support of the Socialist Party, which is, uh, at least in theory, to the right of the communists, but which now claims that because this is an issue of freedom of expression, the workers should be allowed to strike even without uh, a formal um, declaration by the unions. One could argue that this is, Uh, And we will see this further on uh, a rather opportunistic strategy to try to break uh, working class support away from uh, their rivals, the Communist Party. A second major movement is the peasant movement. As we've seen earlier in the course, uh, Portugal is uh, divided uh, quite neatly into uh, an urban center. around Lisbon, that is mainly uh, dominated by um, merchants, by by trade. Um, And then there's two large, mostly rural area, one in the north and one in the south. And the north is mostly dominated by uh, smallhold uh, lots, by tenant farmers, whereas the south is dominated by large estates, so-called latifundius, uh, which are, to a large extent idle, that the great landholders are in possession of large lands, only uh, parts of which they actually cultivate. In November 1974, uh, the first landless peasant uh, occupations take place in uncultivated lands in the southern area of the Alentejo, this movement subsequently gathers pace and in January and February 75 uh, there are already a couple more occupation and this turns into a massive movement into uh, in the summer of of 1975 once again uh, the communist party and the unions are initially Uh, opposed to preemptive action and argue that uh, one should rather press for land reform legislation uh, through the the political the parliamentary channels first but as the movement expands uh, both uh, change their their tactics and start supporting the occupations this uh, immediately triggers a counter movement in Northern Portugal where the Catholic church and its conservative allies exploit the fear on behalf of small uh, farmers, uh, the fear of uh, government expropriation of lands, which was not on the books, but um, communist party offices are uh, uh, subsequently sacked and burned down in a couple of northern cities such as Braga and Aveiro after the local bishops had uh, held rallies calling uh, farmers to act against uh, the sinful communists uh, in um, coordination, as was later found out, with uh, fascist underground uh, organizations operating from Uh, neighbouring Spain. Between 1974 and 1975 in the Alentejo uh, permanent rural jobs were increasing fourfold from around 10,000 jobs uh, we went within a year to 44,000 jobs. The cultivated area for dryland crops uh, through the occupation of um, unused lands increased from 85,000 to 255,000 hectares within a year. The irrigated area, no irrigation agriculture, uh, grew from 7,000 to 16,000 hectares. Uh, the number of tractors uh, employed to uh, farm the land increased from 2,600 to 4,000 200 within a year, so nearly doubled as well as the number of other farms machinery from 960 to 1720. So within a year, a massive leap had taken place in uh, labor security and productivity and uh, agricultural technology based in workers' self-organization. A third uh, important factor Uh, in the radicalization of the revolution was the tenants movement on april the 28th 1974 uh, shantytown residents of the boa vista uh, district of lisbon uh, began occupying vacant houses and as the movement spread the government announced on the one hand the legalization of the occupations that had already taken place and a no tolerance policy towards further squats uh, yet again the government was forced to backtrack almost immediately and on may 11th legalized occupations as squatters organized themselves in residence commissions emulating no the workers commissions at the occupied factories uh, and as these Uh, they also received the support of large swaths of the MFA officers. Together, uh, residence commissions and army officers organized children's creches, uh, schools, as well as the fair distribution of vacant housing according to need. In the army itself, tensions uh, increased as conscripts refused to continue Uh, serving in the colonial wars and uh, MFA supporting officers stationed in the African colonies openly started negotiating with the independence movements in defiance of Spinola's government that in July uh, was forced to declare Africans' right to self-determination. The first prime minister Palma Carlos who had supported Spínola's uh, federation plan of former colonies uh, was forced to resign and was replaced with the much more left-wing official Vasco Gonçalves. An army faction associated with lower ranking officers uh, and even common soldiers uh, radicalized subsequently in its constant contact with workers and residents commissions, not with forms of working class self-organization and started openly supporting a socialist model of social reorganization. A fifth important factor was the women's movement. Women had been excluded from citizenship under Salazar, the female uh, right to vote was only established after the revolution in 1974. Uh, Women uh, were were an active driving force, especially in the tenants' councils, uh, in the residents' commissions, but they also in July and August of 1974, uh, went on the streets for Uh, women's issues there was a women-led movement to legalize divorce uh, a law that was finally passed against the opposition of the church in february 1975 and finally an important factor and arena of radicalization was the press or the media uh, immediately following april 74 journalists of Major newspapers elected new editorial boards and demanded the sacking of pro dictatorship directors and editors in chief. The offices of the state censorship board uh, were occupied and the government was pressed into handing the building and the archives over to the new journalists' trade union. At the right wing, church-owned media such as the newspaper Repubblica that remained close to the Socialist Party and Radio Renacentia, which was close to the church, printers, technicians, and journalists refused to broadcast or publish material condemning workers' mobilizations, workers' and tenants' commissions, uh, and started occupying the installations of newspapers and radio stations to self-publish material the mfa initially tolerated and subsequently openly supported these uh, self-organizations of uh, journalists collectives
0: Que já não sabia a idade Jurei ter por companheira Grandola tua vontade Grandola a tua vontade Jurei ter por companheira
1: In the year and a half that the revolutionary process lasted, In Portugal, then, conflicts between uh, these more and more radical uh, forces on the one hand and reformist, or one could say counter-revolutionary forces on the other, with some actors, especially uh, the Communist Party and the unions in the middle trying to de-escalate and mediate, eventually came to boiling point in November 1970. Five after all these actors uh, were effectively uh, rivaling and uh, clashing with uh, the various factions of the army uh, over uh, control of the state apparatus. We can mention various critical points of uh, inflection when uh, this process could have gone one way or the other. The first is Uh, the 28th of September 1974 when General Spinola uh, following a meeting with industrialists and senior army officers calls on the quote-unquote silent majority to turn against, to turn out in protest against the uh, armed forces. Movements turn to the left and uh, weapons were being distributed uh, two fascist underground groups in preparation for uh, a counter coup, uh, supported by the president uh, himself. The initiative failed as workers and soldiers jointly organized resistance, and the silent majority march actually never took place. And rather, Spinola was forced uh, to resign the next day. With their internal ally or client for the maintenance of uh, more or less normal business as usual uh, sidelined. the uh, Western uh, powers uh, organized in NATO um, started putting pressure on uh, Portugal social as well as uh, economic, uh, attempting to escalate matters uh, in uh, January, on January 15, 1975, uh, by announcing military manoeuvres of NATO troops just outside Lisbon. Uh, in response, leftist organizations, such as the intersyndical, organized uh, protest activities while uh, The Socialist Party condemned such anti-European activities and the Communist Party uh, disapproved of uh, the protests as um, they said the revolution should not respond to outside provocations. The armed forces uh, movement decided in the end not to intervene and or object to the protests Uh, initiating a move of uh, the armed forces movement of the officers further and further to the left. In response on March the 11th, 1975, Spinola heads a second uh, counter-revolutionary coup attempt led by rightist army and police officers Uh, Yet again, this coup was quickly defeated by the MFA and Spinola was forced to flee to Spain. A quick purge of Spinola supporters from the officers' ranks followed uh, and a new provisional government took office with even greater leftist representation. Banks and former uh, Salazarist Enterprises were being nationalized, were being expropriated. But a month later, uh, on April the 25th, 75, in the uh, constituent elections for an uh, assembly for a parliament that would be tasked with drawing up a new constitution uh, and not with forming a new government, the uh, moderates, the Socialist Party, um, gained 37% with just over 25% uh, support for the Communist Party and uh, the independent left. The Socialist Party immediately called for the provisional government to resign and abandoned the government coalition in July 1975, ostensibly over the workers' occupation of República. And Radio Renaissance, which also meant the start of new alliances between the socialists and the church and right wing parties. In parallel, the uh, MFA, the Armed Forces Movement, uh, increasingly uh, explicitly supported uh, the idea of self government by workers, tenants and residents councils as an alternative to the idea of representative, uh, parliamentary, uh, delegated democracy. The MFA turned to the idea of direct democracy, which gained traction as a more attractive model to uh, elected representatives uh, who would then go on to, to elect. Uh, a government. This, of course, only increased tensions between, on the one hand, radicalizing activisms, moving towards uh, proletarian and peasant self-government, direct democracy, on the one hand, and traditional parties, uh, especially the socialist parties, but to an extent also the communist party, which yet again remained caught in the middle, trying to uphold Uh, the functionality of uh, this uh, more and more wobbly revolutionary order as the contradictions inside the army uh, exploded with the creation of uh, an even more radical leftist Army organization called SUV, Soldados Unidos Vencerão, United Soldiers Will Win, that broke away from the MFA um, uh, and uh, started to advocate for armed struggle uh, to advance to a socialist, a Soviet system of workers' councils holding uh, the government. uh, The provisional government. Uh, eventually falls under the pressure from on the one hand the PS the Socialist Party and its rightist allies uh, and uh, the more and more radical left. Uh, The right uh, finally launches yet again a counter-revolutionary coup on November the 25th which is largely carried out by paramilitary units returned from the colonial wars to portugal and uh, the communist party and the unions initially fail to uh, proclaim support to join the resistance on the part of uh, the uh, left wing of the army in what may well have been some kind of brokered compromise as the incoming new and much more right-wing uh, provisional government uh, still uh, explicitly proclaims its support for uh, the legal status of the unions and the Communist uh, Party in the upcoming uh, presidential elections. This uh, uh, subsequent election, the, the next year, is one by the new right-wing head of the armed forces, a guy called Ramalu Iernish, uh, who appoints the leader of the Socialist Party, Mario Suárez, as his prime minister. Immediately, the new government uh, suspends the land reforms in the south, uh, outlaws factory occupations, which are being terminated by police, newspapers and radios that have been occupied are returned, quote unquote, to their rightful authors, uh, no, owners. And in 1980, Portugal signs uh, a membership treaty to initiate negotiations to join the European Union, which it will do in 1986, uh, most probably in reward for uh, not having turned away from the market based a model of of liberal, of capitalist government. Could it have ended any differently? Could the revolutionary actors have prevailed or was their dream doomed to fail from the outset? That is, I think the question that both Kramer's and uh, Harlan's film uh, ask in the immediate aftermath of the Portuguese revolution, and which um, Koster's film returns to uh, more than 30 years afterwards um, from a very different perspective. How to uh, memorize, how to remember a revolution uh, that ends just as a failure or as something that still holds some kind of uh, key, some kind of promise for the future